Welcome to Pocket Guide AI, Artificial Intelligence for Executives. My name is Ansgar Bittermann, CEO of Goldboom Consulting, and I'm your host for today. And with me today are my great global panelists, all experts in their own field. Hi, I'm Satya. Um, I work at Spinmaster as an enterprise architect. Thank you, Ansgar. Hi, I'm Isao Kobayashi. Uh, comes from uh, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, I'm currently uh, trying to create a guidebook to smoothly launch an AI project in Japan. And to this session, it's very useful for me. Thank you. Hi, I'm uh, Janus from Siemens AG, digital industry and the customer service. We're specifically looking at AI in the industrial context where we're developing methods and tools to make sure that AI models perform reliably on the shop floor. Hello everyone, I'm Markus from Novidas Consulting. I'm an IT consultant and product manager in Germany. Thank you very much, uh, you four. And uh, today we want to discuss how to start your first AI project. And for that, we are going to talk about five essential rules. And uh, just to give you a five uh, overview, these five rules are the project should be short and successful. The project has to create tangible value. Rule number three is don't calculate the ROI for your first AI project. Number four, do not put your intern in charge of AI. Rule number five, choose something very company or industry specific. So let's dive into these five rules. The rule number one is that it should be short and successful and it should be max three months. And why do I mean short and successful? Well, there's always skepticism for new ideas and this skepticism or naturally expected non-buy-in, as we say it in the business speak, needs to be addressed as a big risk for your first AI project or any project or anything you try new. So try to find the project which can be realized within one quarter and uh, where the risk of failure is low. So many companies, they plan from one quarter to another. That's why I'm saying um, max three months, uh, because you should be able to deliver good results in one quarter so that as a follow-up project can easily be planned into the following quarter. If you're planning um, well, your financials every month or every six, uh, six months, then that might change. But uh, three months is probably a good time for you to start. And um, because just always think about it. If your initial AI project fails, you might have lost the buy-in from key management employees or staff or any C-level uh, executives. So create a short but tangible and successful AI project. And in this way, they will naturally ask for more. So go for robust models. Go don't reach for the uh, clouds, you know, and if you can prove successfully that you did something small, then they will trust in you that you can also do something bigger. And I just want to uh, add one thing there. Yeah, Sorry. Um, I also believe that in order for you to kickstart your AI journey, uh, if companies have, um, you know, frameworks like continuous improvement, uh, if companies have uh, frameworks like uh, a, a center of excellence, uh, rather than starting these projects as an IT 
base, they should actually start from the center of excellence teams and uh, maybe also from the continuous improvement uh, uh, framework because what it will do is because it is going through an existing framework and, and they are used to delivering uh, projects in in short spans and uh, and have a mechanism to also um, you know measure the success it will be a very useful area uh, to actually look at uh, to kickstart so I just wanted to add that uh, uh, that that one uh, within the rule it could be a valuable um, insight to where where it should really start so yeah, that, that's very, very true. That, that's very, very true. I mean, when we see that, I mean, almost 70% of the AI projects fail. And when we look at them, why they fail, uh, most of them fail because they are not within any project. You know, some of them just don't even have a project manager. You know, so as you said, Satya, you know, they, they start from an IT, you know, they say, okay, let's put the data scientist in, in charge. You know, so they've never done anything with, regarding project management. So they only did data science. And uh, yeah. yeah, and it's it's always easier to add. I mean, that's that's what I, I saw in the past. You know, to add AI capacities to an existing framework than other way around. Yeah. yeah so, and again, uh, having at least minimum two uh, mi minimum two or three stakeholders buy-in who have an influence uh, over it. it an AI project should really be cross-functional uh, when it when it's actually delivering value. It cannot be siloed approach, right? It has to be cross-functional, and it also needs to get buy-in from not just the IT uh, own, uh, leadership, but also from the cross-functional leadership, because only then you will actually get uh, the uh, the right throughput from your project and success criteria will be a lot higher. So you're setting yourself a higher rate of success than it being a siloed uh, effort uh, where the business doesn't even know the value that they're realizing from, from the project. So these are the couple of things that from my past experience, I feel like I just wanted to share. Right? Yeah, no, I fully, fully agree. and. And I think the, our second rule here, the, the project has to create tangible value, um, really buys into what you're saying. You know, you, I, I, could, I couldn't, I mean, you couldn't be more true on that one. And because I, I think, you know, this, when, when we talk about value, you know, if you give it in the hands of the IT, I mean, what do they really know about the value of a company? What is value? You know, when I, when I ask CEOs what a value is, um, of a company value, they, they don't really know. They sometimes say, oh yeah, it's just revenue or it's just profit. But, you know, when we, from an, let's say, um, architectural point, look on value of companies, we actually have three. You know, we have the voice of the customer or the voice of the employee or the voice of the business. So, and then if you don't have anyone who decides what value is or doesn't even know how to calculate the value in your company, uh, then these kind of projects, they will never reach any buy-in, you know, and um, because this is not really the, the time to play around. You know, if, if you want your employees or your C-level executives to, to buy into an idea, a new idea, it doesn't even have to be AI. It can be process management. It can be JIRA or introducing unified communication. You know, you have to show them that this project, that this new idea can create value and doesn't just waste money.
you know, and um, and you you don't want to sell it as a geeky idea. So um, so we want to create value, and then when we define it as good for the customer, good for the employee, or good for the business, you know, then, then we can just use our you know framework of excellence uh, things. You know, it should be faster, it should be cheaper, it should be better. You know, and, and then you every let's say uh, innovation innovation meeting you have. You know, you can tell them, okay, these are the three categories, customer, employee, business, and these are the subcategories, cheaper, faster, better. You know, please come up with idea would only fit in these nine categories now. And uh, in this way, you can never lose them. Yeah, very good point, Ansgar. Thank you. Um, to that point, I'd like to clarify. So, so basically, like you mentioned, it's very important to have the quick wins at the beginnings. So project be limited in time so that uh, people, managers and the leadership can get the can get quickly see the value that the project uh, adds. And uh, to the point of tangible value, I think one point to consider is it's important for the project to be within the same industry. It's easier if the project is within the same industry focus of the company. So, for example, if it's a medical devices company, let the project be um, on the medical field, because um, otherwise, if it's a finance, um, if it's a finance, for example, support function, then um, then people might be less interested, or people might have even less information on how to. To conduct that project, and hence it's, it has higher probability of it being successful if it's within the same area of uh, of expertise of the company. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, that's that, that's that's uh, fully right. That's fully I fully support that, and uh, we see that all the time. You know, because then if, if the finance team side, uh, suddenly comes, or the HR team suddenly comes, and you are focusing it too narrow. On a small area of the company, which is, let's say, supportive, you know, a supportive function like administration function, then the whole company doesn't get this, you know, wow effect. Yeah, and um, that's that's very true. You know, to to, to be very industry specific, and uh, because you could start with a finance department, right? But, but only a small group of people in a in a hidden room. Somewhere in the back of the uh, uh, of the company would be happy, you know. But but for yes. employees too. And also, and also, there is probably another fi big finance company out there that is able to do the project better and uh, and uh, and more efficiently than than we would be if we were a medical company, for example. Yeah, that's true. And and to be very honest, I mean, what we are not discussing today here is uh, should I make or should I buy. Right. And, um, you know, if, if you are using, if, for example, if you're using Salesforce and there's a good add-on within Salesforce, you can just add or within, you know, your country's finance uh, software, you know, let them do that. You know, don't waste your time and your expertise on them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank that's, you. That's, that's very true. And um, so, you know, if, if we, for example, if we were, for example, would stay, you know, at the end of our innovation workshop. So imagine we're all sitting in this innovation workshop, just for our listeners to to um, to have an idea. And so, so what should be the outcome of the innovation workshop? And when you think about it, it should be very, very specific. 
you know it should state for first of all it should state your problem <laughs> because you know if you can't state what problem you want to solve then you know the whole buy-in is not there and then you should also state you know like in any other framework you know what will be the quality of your of your project what are you actually going to achieve you know that you're for example saying you know you're a call center and you're saying okay our during the last year the first uh first time call resolution efficiency you know that's for call centers very very important you know this first time call resolution efficiency so that means somebody calls and says my computer is not uh, working and then the staff immediately says okay you know plug in the cord or uh install Mac, uh install windows and that efficiency is like the, the high measure for call centers so and if you if you say okay the national standard is 93% and our standard is 80 you know so we have a lack of 13% and then with this ai we try to raise this from 80 to 85 yeah so that would be very tangible and um, you know you have your success criteria and everybody knows okay if we deliver this then it will be a good idea and then the buy in also is not you know you don't want to have a negotiation at the end of the project if the project was well or not right um gonna so let's come to rule number three a lot of people you know rise raise their eyebrows when i'm say don't calculate the roi uh, but on the other hand you know uh, we're always saying be very very specific well the the reason why i'm saying this is um if you really want to uh calculate the return on invest of investment you also have to calculate your costs and costs means also man hours but uh you really don't know or you really don't want uh to say okay you only have 20 hours or 30 40 hours or 65 hours to put into this project you know this the first project is also is also a learning project uh maybe you meet more often maybe you need time to do research you know just sit down for half a day and inform yourself also as a leadership you know and then if you really want to specifically calculate that roi um you know that would be off and uh, that's why i always advise them because you don't can't really calculate your cost specifically for your first uh, project don't do the roi right from my perspective the the other additional topic on this is that for implementing your first POC, you also have infrastructure costs that you need to consider. And calculating this into the RI of the first project is just, um, well, let's call it unfair. So if you talk to IT, they would always try to spread infrastructure cost across multiple projects. And, and this is why uh, I, I fully agree with this point, but I would really add to also then take this into account for the life cycle. I mean, your, your first project won't bring as much value as hopefully the next 10 that you do. Um, which then also re reduces sort of the the individual cost per project to keep it running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to talk about the same subject um, on on the compute power required for your AI uh, project, right? So, I mean, I know we are not talking about whether to outsource your AI project or do it in-house. Uh, that is not the subject of discussion. But it is a key factor that actually depends on the cost of your first project. So, for example, if the if the cost of the first project because you are actually doing a proof of concept, not a proof of concept, but a pilot, uh, 
which is production ready and you are actually going to push it to production it is important to actually look at the skills that you have within your organization to deliver the 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 true value uh, i.e what when i when i say that is if you don't have enough if you're planning on um, doing your pilot in on cloud then if you don't have the right expertise within your your existing it organization or within your company then it is it is really important to understand to make that decision on you know picking a partner who will uh, work with you and uh, and and realize the true potential of your project so it is really 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 important to ensure that uh, you know you 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 look at what are the what are the key fundamental requirements uh, non functional requirements right? right not functional only but non functional requirements to deliver a successful ai project yeah that that's very true that that's very true and, and you see you know you see it becomes more and more complex um, and uh, we're always talking about uh, enterprise architecture here and you know that the whole company needs to be involved you know, it's not just hiring a data scientist and uh, and an ML ops and then everything works out. You know, and um, and of course, I mean, we are <laughs> we're all making our money with other companies outsourcing their AI projects. So if somebody wants to do that, they know who to call. Um, you know, that's why maybe that that's the uh, good um, step towards the rule number four. You know, don't put your intern in charge of AI. And it's, it's happened so many times that I just wanted to put it as a rule here. You know, 20 years ago, you know, they, they, they put their intern in charge of internet, you know, because they knew how to program a, a website with HTML, you know, and, and nowadays uh, I see many companies where they say, oh yeah, you know, we have this bachelor student who's doing intern and why can't he do all the AI projects? And, you know, it, it's, it's unfair to these guys uh, because they don't know how to run uh, a company-wide project, you know, how to do stakeholder management, how to do that, only because they did some courses in data science. You know, I don't un want to undervalue the, the value of an intern or the value of somebody who has uh, relatively fresh knowledge in data science, but to run successfully a uh, project of AI, um, putting him in charge, you know, he can be a project team member or she, you know, but putting them in charge uh, puts the whole uh, project at risk. You know, and I talked to so many people who said, oh yeah, we did it and it didn't work out. And now we don't do AI anymore, you know, and um, and, and that's, you know, it, it's, it's really what people are saying. And that's why I'm, I just want to add this, you know, and um, if you want, if you don't have anyone in house, you know, get somebody like us, you know, we're, I mean, all the panelists here, they have expertise in it. And that's that's their job. And I mean, there's a reason why we are in this business, why, why there's actually people who are paying us because, you know, there, there's more to an AI project than just um, putting in your intern in charge. And um, the, the fifth rule um, is something uh, Benoit um, actually uh, already addressed. And this is something to choose something company or industry specific. You know, and, and I, it's fully, fully right what she said before, you know, always remember that every company or industry has their own problems and their own need for a specific solution. 
and and you want to have your unique selling uh, selling proposition you know that that's all about value you know that would be value of the customer you know you are in the market because you are unique and uh, why not become more unique you know improve the strength in the niche of the market where you are in and um you know as, as a leader you can easily be swayed you know to to just copy the solution of others and uh, that you say oh they are successful with this let's do that too and um the, the mckinsey they the, the global institute they, they did a lovely report i think it's called uh, the age of analytics something like that and there they described how different industries have different problems and if you have different problems you also have to have different um solution right so and then they analyzed which industry is like you know needs specific ai related problem and for example the the, the energy industry you know uh, the energy industry they have a high need for forecasting of energy consumption you know but they don't have any desire for radical personalization you know they, they that that's not what they need and radical personalization is something for example the car industry wants yeah or the or adidas you know have your personalized sneaker nobody else has but we we are every we are fine you know if we get electricity it doesn't have to be blue red uh, or purple you know and, uh, and another thing is you have certain industries which have problems with unstructured data yeah for example uh when you're also again the automotive industry they have unstructured data or the media industry but when i'm talking about the healthcare industry um it's very specific fields you know where they have to follow very specific guidelines uh then unstructured data might not be might not be a problem you know so that's why you know as fanwa said look at something industry specific look at industry specific solutions and also industry specific uh, problems and then your initial ai sprint innovation workshop uh, will become something you know unique and your solution will be unique and then you can stand out later on yeah so these were you know very very short uh the five five rules um for uh for a first uh, ai project you can make any other list and uh, stress anything else so this is also very subjective from from uh, our experience here um yeah do you want to add anything else to to these five rules maybe you have a six rule or a seven rule yeah? um i have one additional point that could be added um maybe as an additional rule or um so it's basically about the importance of communication um for the first ai project uh so basically the first ai project is the one that will launch the momentum uh for the company and for other managers to take on more ai projects and therefore i see it um as an important rule for it as maybe a pilot project to have to ensure that the results are visible within the company especially and uh for it to help build the momentum so there needs to be a communication maybe a platform put in place um maybe a process so for example it could be as simple as a weekly email or um milestone specific emails that are being sent by the project team working on the project whenever a key milestone is hit to motivate and to to shine the light on the uh on what's being um what's what's being accomplished it could be a newsletter and intranet talks 
uh, or simple uh, email uh, that is being sent. And this is on an internal front. The company could also take it external at some point, um, depending on the nature of the project. But um, I think it's important to, to focus on that communication point, uh, especially for the first AI project. Yes, yes, that, that, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And uh, I will add that. Let's do that. I think uh, there's one one important aspect uh, that we all got from this is, you know, um, having that prepared. I mean, uh, being an agile mindset is one important aspect uh, that I feel uh, will be adding a lot of value to your existing rules because uh, don't expect to hit gold within when with your first release of an AI project. It is going to be uh, really. You might only see a percent improvement uh, to your to to whatever your success criteria is. So, and also, uh, if you, I mean, there will be no AI project with, without machine learning uh, uh, built in. So your your algorithms uh, are as good as your data is. You know, when the situation changes, then you might have to revisit to actually look at it. so so be it is important to if you're outsourcing this uh, to a partner to actually get a support uh, contract from them uh, to ensure that your ai success is, is longer and also have a measure have a continuous improvements uh, methodology in your within your organization because you know, uh, you need to find new ways of improving it. So you might have to find another vector um, to actually improve your, um, uh, you, you know, improve your algorithm. You might have to find a different business angle. So these are all the important aspects. So I, I feel like, uh, you know, uh, agile mindset and continuous improvement framework is, is kind of a, a really good foundation. Yeah, that, that's that's lovely. I will add this as a rule number six. Be agile, don't expect gold. And, uh, you know, maybe with these six rules we're uh, having now today, um, maybe, you know, we hope that you can at least find some silver yeah, and um, to, to always strive for continuous improvement and to have the end, end goal, uh, or let's say this a wider angle of strategy in mind when looking at AI. You know, and it always has to fit in your company strategy uh, where you actually want to do, uh, go. And, um, you know, if you add this um, continuous improvement, which I hope that you already added it in your uh, company, you know, to embed AI in these continuous improvement uh, processes, then uh, you have a good chance to um, be successful even with your first AI project, but stay agile.